Hold up. I've gotta gotta fix that. All right. What's up? How's everybody doing? What's going on? So welcome, welcome, welcome. It's been two weeks. Uh, I was gonna stream last week, but then I didn't really have a topic that I really found uh, really found exciting to talk about. Uh, not ones that really rang with me in the moment, but I, I've got a couple in the pocket now. So um, for future references, the the next few uh, streams will be uh, the next one is going to be more mental health based again, but not specific to any gender. It's going to be a about nostalgia. And how nostalgia can uh, it 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 feels really good. Uh, I'm a I'm a sucker for nostalgia, but how it can not just in gaming, um, not just in video games, but in um, in other things uh, in life in general, how nostalgia can be a trap. So that's going to be next week. Uh, what's up, Ram? How you doing? Uh, cheap whiskey and PC hardware. <laughs> I'm actually not physically building a PC on stream today. The the title may be a bit misleading. We're going to talk about gaming peripherals, my experience building PCs, what's available right now, and if you are looking to build a PC, it is. Uh, I would wait because there's shit right around the corner, and you're going to have a some some great options coming up if that's if that's what you're looking to do. But uh, yeah. So the next uh, stream is going to be about nostalgia. The one after that is going to be actually one I think you recommended, Ram, where it's we are going to talk about my perfect MMO. And I really want to take the time to write down things so I'm not, you know, spitballing um, that, that sort of thing. So, but we're going to be talking about gaming PCs, building a gaming PC. If you're, if you're new, I'm more than happy to answer questions. I've been, this is a good segue, man. This is a good segue to just lead into what I was going to talk about. So, um, how I started even doing PCs, because I, I mean, I've always been a gamer. I, I was a gamer ever since I was a, a kid, and I had an Atari 2600, and then a Super Nintendo after that. But then later on, moved on to a PC, mainly because, you know, of MMORPGs was the biggest reason. That and like Warcraft and Starcraft and uh, uh, Telnet. The, the muds you could do on Telnet were, were huge for me. They blew my fucking mind away back then, you know, in the mid-90s. So, how I got into PCs? Well, my, my dad, I remember, he bought a 486DX2. Uh, ran at 66 megahertz. <laughs> uh, it was either 66 or 33. I think it was 66 megahertz. Um, but uh, my uncle was huge into PCs. He worked for a, a huge computer company, and he got my dad a good deal, and we got a computer. And I, I was blown away by this thing. I thought it was amazing because at that point, the only computer I really played on was the shitty little shitbox Max at, at school. And uh, my grandma had a 386, and I'd play Tetris and Carmen Sandiego on that old piece of shit where the entire screen was always orange. Everything on the screen was orange. Uh, yeah, it dates me a bit. But I got into, I started playing games. I had to figure out because my 486 didn't have enough RAM when Windows 3.1 was running that the only way I could get Doom to run was to boot the computer up in DOS and do the commands to get it to run because it freed up the memory that Windows was using if I was just running shit from DOS. So I actually started to learn DOS really well. And I really, really enjoyed it. It, it, you know, you kind of feel like a little fucking hacker when you're sitting there playing a the computer as a kid. Uh, 
And then over the, the next few years, we got a 14 4K modem. We upgraded the RAM from four megabytes of RAM to eight. Yeah, it was a big deal. And we, uh, I started playing games like King's Quest and Space Quest and, and Warcraft 1 and Warcraft 2. And I, I, I thought it was just absolutely incredible. It was a whole new way to game. You know, but there wasn't any games really with amazing stories like there were on console, you know, the Final Fantasy games, Zelda games, and things like that. Uh, it didn't really exist uh, in the same way. The RPG didn't exist in the same way on PC. I mean, King's Quest, Space Quest, they were RPGs, but they were adventure games more so. And I, I really, really enjoyed it. So I, I began, got really interested in how a computer even works. The guy that lived across the street from my family was a huge computer guy too, and he would I just pick his brain non-fucking-stop every time I saw him at church when I still, you know, was a good kid, when I was a good person still. <laughs> and I went to went to church, and uh, yeah, it was, uh, I, I would just pick his brain about stuff and try to get as much information. Uh, the first PC we had was a 486 as well. Uh, my parents got it for my mother's business. Nice, nice. So you identify with the good old 486. Uh, and then... The first time I was really like, I want to learn how to do this was when I couldn't play StarCraft 1 because my computer's processor wasn't fast enough. So I was doing all the research in the school library trying to figure out how the hell that all that shit works. Because remember, the internet was pretty, pretty sparse. I went online and looked a lot too, but the internet was really only super accessible at any reasonable speed at school or a library. So we were still on dial-up shit in my house. Uh, Prince of Persia 2. Oh, I do remember that game. I remember playing the original Prince of Persia uh, at my cousin's house. That was on his computer because he was a big computer geek too. My cousin was a huge computer geek. So, yeah, there. I wanted to upgrade my computer and I remember taking it into the computer shop and I was like, I want to upgrade my computer. And he's like, well, what do you want? And I said, well, StarCraft 1 says I need a Pentium 90, so let's do that. And he's like, oh, we can do a lot better than that. So he hooked me up with an AMD K62 300. And 300, going from 66 megahertz to 300 megahertz on a Windows 95 system was, was insane. I, I loved it. And it was, that's what really got me hooked. And so I started taking computer classes in high school and junior high. And I started figuring out just by trial and error how to build them. And long story short, too late, uh, I've been building... PCs ever since every computer I've ever owned since then starting from this little raggedy shit box that I put together with just parts I could get my hands on from school all the way up to now where you know I have like a $3,000 rig and I've I build it all it's all RGB the fuck up and I mean it's it's become a huge passion of mine I worked for Microsoft for a while when I was uh late teens early 20s building game rooms for their employees and then I did um I was the lead technical manager for a computer company of about 100 employees for about three and a half years. And I love fixing computers. I love building them, all that shit about it. Software, I'm not as big on, like figuring out software problems. I'm, I can do it, but I'm not a huge fan. Uh, that's my weakest point. My next point that I'm strong uh, is weaker than the hardware because that's where I'm strongest, but the... Before hardware, where I'm kind of in the middle of the road, is networking. I know networking quite well, all the protocols and stuff, but I, I'm, I don't know enough to be a straight-up network administrator like a friend of mine is. So 
but I, I, I know more than just the basics there. I, I know it quite in depth. I could probably study for a few months and, and become a network administrator if I wanted to hate my life and do that full time, which I don't. Uh, I'm already in the tech industry right now as an employee for a huge hardware company. So that, that, that scratches the itch a little bit, but I wish I could just build gaming PCs all day for money. That would be, that would be a really, really fun. So gaming has evolved quite significantly on PC. Uh, everything, as I said on my console uh, episode, consoles hardware and PC hardware, they're virtually the same at this point. There's there's literally almost no difference between the hardware. Uh, like The most comparable thing a console's hardware to is a laptop, a gaming laptop, right? They're, they're very, very similar. They're more compact in consoles. They, they're made to take on a little more heat, but they go a little slower speeds than a desktop does. But they're the same hardware. There's no longer any distinction. There's no longer any unique hardware made just for the consoles anymore. So you're starting to see a lot of crass cross excuse me platforming uh you know where you can play with people on console you see that in like destiny and in division series and in uh uh final fantasy 14 and other mmos coming up you can do that they're they're really starting to bleed everything together because it's the same hardware that can all t talk to each other much easier so if you're in the market as we saw over this last shit show of a couple years how the obviously inflation's a big deal but also we have gougers because of the the silicon uh and the transistor shortage that was happening and is we're still not quite out of but it's it's dwindling down where you couldn't get your hands on on graphics cards mainly uh cpus were really hard but not as hard as gpus to get if you wanted a good cpu you maybe would pay the scalper price would maybe be a hundred to two hundred dollars over msrp while GPUs were significantly more, they were going three, four, five, six hundred dollars above MSRP for quite a while now there, but we're starting to see it come back down now. A lot of GPUs are far more available and much closer to their MSRP. There's some of them have hit MSRP, especially AMD's cards. A handful of the lower tier NVIDIA cards have hit MSRP. Even the 3080 is really close, but now they're all within 50 to 150 dollars from msrp for all the rtx 3000 series cards so we're seeing that change back to be a little more normal uh again things are going to be more expensive because the dollar's worth you know fucking less now thanks uh to our shit show of a government but it is what it is right uh for those of you unaware if you're looking to build a new pc because i'm kind of the guy my friends go to when they're they're looking to build a new pc of hey what should i get what what makes the most sense right and again it depends on what you're what you're playing at uh in my opinion 1440p at 144 hertz or higher refresh rate is the sweet spot uh that's the most cost effective spot you shouldn't be unless you're you know broke ass poor and just trying to scratch something together, you shouldn't really be building for 1080p only anymore. I mean, it's the cheapest way to get into the gaming, but build 2K. 2K is still relatively inexpensive by comparison. Uh, the cost increase isn't that much, and the quality of your gaming experience is going to be far, far higher if you are looking to build a PC for those reasons. Now, um, 4K, I don't really recommend at this point. 4K will be standard eventually, but... Uh, I, I don't see myself building and playing something at 4K for quite a while, mainly just because 
Um, you're barely going to notice 4K on a 32-inch curved screen. Barely. Probably not. You probably won't tell much of a difference between 2 and 4K at that resolution. Uh, I mean, at that size of screen. And then if you pump it up and get a bigger screen so you can see it better, it means you kind of got to sit a little further back from your screen to see everything clearly. Not only that, but that the cost of getting acceptable frames per second at 4K it's it's going down, but it's still it's still far too high for my taste for the cost benefit analysis. It, it fails the cost benefit analysis in my eyes right now. Uh, as far as uh, I know, math this was originally uh, his topic. Uh, CPU prices flattened out pretty quick here in Israel. GPUs have normalized almost. Yeah, it's, it's about the same here in the states. So it's the the entire the, the entire idea behind uh, building a PC for gaming is. You obviously want uh, to have the best gaming experience possible. Uh, but, and the one thing that PCs can do, which you should keep in mind that consoles can't, is you could video edit much easier to browse the internet, watch movies, uh, do pretty much anything. So you might as well make sure you're getting the best bang for your buck so you, you know, you're not just getting a PC that can barely squeeze 60 frames a second out of a 1080p title. So... And then a lot of people, since this was math idea, going back to the original idea, uh, he was saying, what do you think of wireless um, peripherals? Because that's become a huge thing. I personally do not use wireless peripherals at all. Um, and not to say that they're shit. I just don't want to change batteries and have to charge things. So actually, I backtrack. There is one thing I do use which is a wireless headset. It's a the, the Logitech. I'm trying to remember what it's called. Uh, let me pull it up here. One second. It's the Logitech. Uh, I don't remember this. I think it's the G502 maybe, something like that. It's like a $150 headset when I bought it like a year ago. And it's really, really good. Sound quality is incredible. That one I do go wireless because I'm not always... The only time I use my headset is if I'm in Discord talking to someone when I'm gaming with people online. Or it's really late at night and I'm gaming and I don't want to wake my neighbors up or something like that. But most of the time I don't use them. So I'm not, I don't have a problem keeping that charged. That doesn't seem like a hassle to me. But uh, wireless... like. Internet, Wi-Fi, fuck no. Always hardwire. Always hardwire when it comes to internet. There's no reason to ever... I don't care how much they improve on the technology. Hardwire just can't be beat, in my opinion. Uh, as far as gaming peripherals, there are two mice that I really, really like. And they're both made by Logitech. The one that I use uh, the most, the the G600, which I always... When, it, when I have one that dies, I just buy another one. Uh, because it's probably, in my opinion, the best the best uh, mouse on the market if you ever have to bind a lot of abilities or, or commands to something. I'd much prefer to do that. So I use it in all the MMOs I play. I use it in Destiny. I use it uh, pretty much anywhere where you can. You, there's keybinds. Uh, I will use the G600. There are some other ones that are really good. Some other mice that have less buttons that but, but slightly better DPI. So if you're all first person shooter i can recommend the g i think it's the g uh 602 or the 506 i, I don't remember 502 uh i'd have to let me let me actually look it up uh and, and i can tell you what what i recommend for for a mouse if you're if you don't really care about key binding that's right it's the g502 the 502 hero yeah that's that's the one that i think is really really good 
the 502 hero is an excellent mouse i have that one too it's in it's uh, actually hooked up to my other computer that i use for work but yeah the g502 there's several different versions of the 502 and if you're not an hardcore mmo gamer or you only want to bind three you know in between two and four buttons to your mouse then that's the one for you it's got it's got better and more on point dpi than the than the 600 but not by not by much so and again what sensitivity you like things on is completely up to you it has nothing to do with um you know it's personal preference uh, as far as mechanical keyboards uh this is a debate a lot of people say can you tell the difference between a mechanical keyboard having used Obviously, I always use a wired keyboard, and for me, a must-have is a USB port on the keyboard so I can plug in things like controllers and stuff to the keyboard, and I have to go on my PC underneath my desk and get to it. But um, the I'm, I, I'm a huge fan of mechanical keyboards. Do they change the experience much? No, because I've had some Logitech keyboards that were not mechanical, were a little softer, but they were, they were fantastic. Um, and, I, and I really, really, really like them. But I right now I'm using a Corsair Mechanical. It's the I think it's the K the K12, their newest K12 model. I bought it like nine ten months ago, maybe a year ago, and I've, I really 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 like it. Uh, I think the best quality brands for peripherals, um, as far as keyboard and mouse and headsets, is Logitech and Corsair. Uh, Razer, I'm not a huge fan of Razer. I've ne- I never have been. Every Razer product I've ever owned has has been shit. So I just and maybe I just got a bunch of lemons, but that's just my opinion. There, it feels cheap. They feel like cheap shit. Uh, Corsair, I always go Corsair or Logitech for keyboards. I always go Logitech for mice and headsets mainly. Now, getting back into the news that's coming up. So now that we've seen CPU and GPU prices stabilize and get back closer to normal, uh, if you're looking to build a PC, hold off. Because right now, as far as gaming is concerned, Intel and, uh, and AMD are neck and neck in terms of gaming performance. Um, with uh, Intel's latest uh, whatever Lake processor they're on, it's um yeah it's it's a little it's a little bit of a, a shit show but it, they 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 squeeze out more frames like by 5 5 to 10 frames more than AMD's CPU in like one or two titles but AMD beats them out mostly uh emulation a TKL or 60% keyboard is a real game changer so long as you don't need uh the numbers block i can't i can't, i have to have i have to have a numlock i have to have the keypad man I can't fucking do it without. What's up, Galantis? How you doing, man? Yeah, th- I think this is going to be a, a pretty fun topic to talk about. It's going to be a short topic, but we're, it's it's going to be a good one for sure. So, as far as we have, you know, the new what's the new Intel Lake thing called? I, I'm I'm trying to remember. I was looking at it the other day. It's their. I know it's the 12700K. And then there's the 100 in um, Alder Lake. That's what it is, Alder Lake. So there's the 12700K and the 12700KF. Um, and then there's the i9, which is a total waste of money, in my opinion, because you get two more cores and two more threads, but it's it's ultimately doesn't play any games any faster than the 12700K. If you're looking for workspace performance, AMD is still the way to go. 
if that's if that's important to you at all, like rendering things and stuff like that. Um, when it comes to peripherals, oh yeah, yeah. So what we're what we're what we're looking at here is right now the king of the hill for AMD is the 50, for gaming and productivity is the fifty nine fifty X, which beats out Intel's chip on most multi threaded tasks, but Intel still wins in some, and Intel still wins in some games too. Uh, and the 120, I think it's the 12900K, the i9. Um, let me see what the i9 is. And they're, they're, they're competitively priced, which is exactly what you want to see. Because I'm telling you right now, both Intel and... Um, uh, <laughs> both Intel and... Yeah, the 12900K. Both Intel and AMD, are, they're still corporations. They still want your money, right? They're still got corruption and shit and they're just trying to make a quick buck off you for sure uh but they're very comparable so you compare the 12900k to the 5950x and i would say compare the 12700 the 12700k to the 5900x uh, and you're gonna see they're very similar they're very very similar uh with the biggest difference being and this is why i'm still on amd right now because I'm not a fanboy of either. You want both to do well so that they're constantly competing, constantly lowering prices, which is what we want. We want to pay less money. Um, so, but the 12900K is comparable to the I, I mean the 5950X, 12700K is comparable to the 5900X. Now, the big deal with Intel is in order to get those clock speeds in their 12th gen and to, to get those performance boosts that make them competitive, they're drawing a fuck ton of power. We're seeing the same thing with GPUs on both sides. AMD still has less is using less power, but not by a lot in the GPU market. But, I mean, I remember back in the day when a 500-watt power supply was more than enough to get you by. Six, 650 was pushing it. I've been running on a 750 for a few years, but now for the... If you're running, you know, an i9 12900K and you're running like a 39, an RTX 3080 Ti or a 3090, you need a, a thousand watt PSU. You're drawing a fuckload of power. And when there's more power, there's more heat. Uh, so you're just, it's just a huge cost sink. And you think that doesn't add up, but it adds up quite a bit. Uh, the 4000 series from NVIDIA can double as a space heater. Yo, 100%. So... <laughs> What we're seeing here is is they're getting AMD staying competitive right now, and again, we don't know what Intel's coming out with next. But Razi's choking in the background. Um, AMD is uh, com staying competitive by making shrinking their node. Right, they're getting competitive by shrinking their node and actually innovating on the technology they're using for their CPUs. Their GPUs are still lacking; they're quite a ways behind uh, Nvidia in terms of like ray tracing and stuff. But they're, they're using innovation to be competitive while Intel is just pushing their limits as hard as they fucking can. Raise the power. They're not shrinking their, their, their node. There's rumors that their next set will actually finally shrink the node. But they're, they're just pu putting more power into the CPU and putting thicker heat plates so that they conduct heat better. Uh, but it's... It, that's the I mean and I used to I, I loved when the i7 came out when the i7 the shit when the core 2 duos and the core 2 quads came out man I was Intel all the way they were just shitting on AMD but we're not 
seeing that anymore for sure and the, for the last five years since you know amd came out with these processors it's been it's been awesome i mean a perfect comparison hold on Razi, knock it off uh a perfect comparison here is when when uh right now with the i9 the you know intel's flagship chip when it pushes its overclock its built-in turbo overclock it's pushing 240 ish watts it's that's how much that's how much your processor is pulling that's fucking retarded while at top top amd's 5950x is pulling i think 140 to 160 watts it's it's absurd uh, I remember when um, tech tech companies pushed power efficiency five ten years ago. Now it's all yeah, emu- more power mode. Yeah, we're tiny gains. Well, and that's because and that's mostly Intel and Nvidia doing that because they don't have to innovate that way. They don't have to shrink their node and come up with a, a more efficient technology. They just keep pushing the power limits until. I mean, how long did in- Nvidia? I mean, Intel push the um, the fourteen nanometer node, right? I mean, isn't Alder Lake still 14 or is it 12? I'm going to I'm, I'm going to look it up real quick. Alder Lake nanometers is um 10. They were on 14 for a long fucking time and Alder Lake is 10. That's the first time they've been able to shrink their node in a long time. While AMD is already on 8 and 6 and possibly 4 soon. So it's showing Intel is just pushing as hard as they can. Now, I don't want Intel to fail. I don't want them to fall apart because then you AMD will have a monopoly and then that's bad. It was bad when Intel had the monopoly for a decade because AMD couldn't innovate. And now the roles have just been reversed. Um, but what we have coming up around the corner, we've already got some announcements, but the, the big announcements will probably be November-ish, September, November, October, around there. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get the reveal of uh, AMD's five thousand series, the AMD the five thousand um, uh, Ryzen five thousand. They're not doing four thousand, I think, because the four thousand's already on. I mean, not five thousand. Shit, I'm I'm retarded. Sorry, we're on five thousand right now. Uh, they're six thousand series, right? We're gonna see AMD's Zen four is coming, and it's gonna be the first time if you're if you've been a Zen processor owner. It's going to be the first time you actually have to buy a new motherboard if you want to upgrade. Uh, and there, so there's going to be a new chipset, the X670 uh, chipset and the, B, the B650 chipset is coming out uh, end of this year. So it'll be the first time if you, you know, were original AMD Ryzen adopter, it'll be the first time you have to, if you want to upgrade, you have to buy a new motherboard and you don't have to buy new RAM because it's backwards compatible with DDR4, which brings us to the topic of the fact that DDR5 is now going to be supported. Um, Alder Lake already supports DDR5. However, at this moment in time, DDR5, especially when you're talking about gaming, is completely fucking meaningless. Those speeds don't make a difference in frames per second, DDR5, DDR4. Um, And they won't for a while, because that's just way overboard. In the same way that when AMD released, you know, AMD's not the only ones, when AMD released uh, the next-gen PCI Express, for the NVMe drives and the GPUs, it's not even close to using it because that many lanes. It, it there's there's no reason to because it's just no 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 game especially, but most software doesn't need that kind of speed or power, so it doesn't take advantage of it. 
Yeah, if you get a decent motherboard, you have three gens of CPUs slotted in about five or six years. Yeah, and that's how it should be. While with an Intel, every single fucking time they've released a new uh, generation of the i7, i5, i9, i3, you need a new fucking motherboard every fucking time without fail, including all their like. You have to buy a whole new platform. Um, have they announced if they're going to the same route with AM4 and allowing multiple CPU cards on the same motherboard? Uh, yes, they are. AM, uh, they anticipate that AM4, um, AM4 is, 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 uh, is done with. AM4 is what we're on right now, Galantis, with, um, with, uh, the Ryzen 1, 2, 3, and, uh, 5000 series. Um, 4000 laptops, uh, mobile. But, We've had five, six years, right, on AM4, and AM5, I think, is the the new motherboard for uh, Zen 4. I think that's what it is. They, they rename it, or they call it, yeah, it's AM5. So the new, the new one is going to be AM5. So your current motherboard, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's what you meant. All right, so yeah, your current motherboard, if you have a Ryzen processor, will not be compatible with the new Ryzen chips that come out. But they're shrinking the node again. Uh, they're uh, bringing up um, instructions per clock. IPC is going back is going up another fifteen to twenty percent from the early leaks that we've seen. So they're whatever Alder Lake did to improve and beat AMD in some games and stuff. Um, the new AMD chips are going to blow Alder Lake out of the water easily and at a competitive price point. But will Intel bite back? Will Intel have something else coming where maybe they'll finally get down to 8 nanometers, stop pushing power draw so much, and decide to keep one motherboard, one chipset for a, a few years instead of just releasing a new chipset every year or two? While AMD does say that AM5, to answer your earlier question, Galactus, AM5 is going to stick around for, again, like AM4, five to six years. So Zen 4 and Zen 5 will be on AM5. And so, and I think, I mean, there's only so far they can push these the, the nodes on this, right? So we're going to see how long it lasts. I'd anticipate AM5 lasting for, if I had to bet money, four years, maybe five. I don't think it'll it'll be quite as long of the tooth as AM4 was, but AM5 is going to be around for a while. Uh, so, yeah, now let's talk. So if you're in the market and you're like, I've been wanting to build a new PC, I would wait regardless of whether you want the new platform or not. The reason why is because, and if you do go, if you go to the new platform, don't get DDR5 right out of the gate if you because it's expensive. Um, I would instead stick with DDR4 until you see benchmarks and things come out that actually show visible improvements in performance when DDR5 is used. Then you can buy new RAM and throw it in the motherboard. But you should wait to build anything because once AM5 is announced and everyone wants the new hotness and Intel announces and everyone wants the new hotness and the same applies to GPUs, right? Because right now the power draw on GPUs is insanely stupid um like idle 3080s are pulling 250 watts and then you know as you game it just ramps up you know let alone the 3080 ti and the 3090 and the 3090 ti for fuck's sake but yeah we're gonna see amd's new gpus at the end of the year as well as um which i think amd's new gpus will be on par with uh when it comes to ray tracing with um the current nvidia platform the the rtx but who really uses ray tracing i've never used it in any game i don't give a fuck about that shit right now anyway 
until until I can get ray tracing and a steady 144 frames per second on a medium high budget card, I don't care about ray tracing. It's just it's a gimmick to me until it just is what graphics cards do by standard and it doesn't punch performance so bad. But you're, you're, we're going to see everyone rushing to get the new AMD uh, GPUs. We're rushing. They're going to see a huge rush to see people getting the new NVIDIA GPUs, the new AMD processors, and whatever Intel comes out with next. Um, wait for the new hardware by secondhand 5800X3D. Yeah, the 5800X3D is actually performs quite well. It's, it's actually the best. In terms of frames per second, it's the best gaming CPU on the market right now for um, performance for dollar. 6700 XT or 7700 XT and BAM. 144p, 120Hz for the next five years. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So what we need to, what you need to do is if you plan on buying the new platform, which I, I intend on buying just because that's my one weakness, uh, gaming hardware and PC building is the only thing I fucking frivol frivolously spend money on that I don't need to. I mean, right now I'm rocking. I don't need anything that's new right because i play mmorpgs a little bit of first person shooters um horror and adventure games uh and rpgs like elden ring right and i have two 32 inch curved msi screens that are 144 hertz 2k uh 2k resolution i have a an amd 5900x 32 gigs of ddr4 uh, 3600 ram uh, an RTX 3080 Founders Edition, 750 watt power supply, um, a pretty sick Corsair RGB case, and liquid cooling. I don't need any of that shit, right? I don't need any of the the new AM5 shit, but I'm probably gonna get it anyway. And you know what? If Intel comes out with something at the same time that's faster and better, and they tell me that they have plans to keep the same chipset for a while, I'll give them a good and hard look too, but I don't think they're going to do that. Um, but yeah, AM5 is coming out. So there's going to be people like me going for the AM5, and just like you said, I'll be selling a lot of my PC current PC parts on the used market to make back some of the money I spent. Uh, so someone will get lucky. But even then, the fact that new stuff comes out is going to drive down naturally the MSRPs of all AMD and Intel last gen, which is right now current gen, but it'll be last gen at the end of the year. It's going to drive all of that down. And if all you want to do is pay, you know, to have a 1080p or a 2K gaming experience, yeah, do exactly as Wooly Ram just mentioned. Just buy... You know, a 5800X 3D CPU or a discounted 5900X CPU or shit, a 5600X, right? Uh, or fi I think they made, yeah, 5600X. 5, um, throw in 16 gigs of 3600 DDR4 RAM, which will be cheap. Throw in an NVMe drive, like a one terabyte NVMe drive and maybe a regular hard drive for backup shit. And get your hands on like an RTX 3070 Ti or a, you know, a 6700 XT and you'll you'll be fucking good for years you could play at 1440p no problem getting over 120 frames a second uh that would be my recommendation so wait because whether you want to buy used product um discounted last gen product uh that's still new or you want to buy the new hotness man you got to wait just wait don't spend your money right now it, it's kind of funny because i had a friend who was messaging me on what to buy he was going to get a 5900x and 
I told him what I have and what works for me. And he, he, literally like two weeks later is when AMD made their announcement about uh, AM5 and that the, the, the full review and the full reveal is going to be later this year. So, but he's not losing out on much because if he gets the 5900X and he builds now, uh, well, he built, he did build then. And that was like a month ago. If he did build all that, that computer is still going to be good for him for gaming for a long time. I mean, the, the son of a bitch was streaming on a 6600K, I think, or an 8800K. Really old Intel CPU. Don't skip on a good screen. It's a bit of a rabbit hole, but a good monitor is a decade-long investment if you get 100% agree. Uh, your screen is really important. Again, remember, the sweet spot, in my opinion, is 27-inch screen or bigger. Uh, I like I like bigger screens. I like to rock around 32 inches. 32 to 36 inch screen is where I'm at. Uh, curved, you know, I didn't I didn't think I'd buy into the curved height bullshit, but man, I I really love these curved monitors, and I don't want to go back. I'll never go back. Uh, a curved monitor, 32 inches or bigger, 120 hertz minimum. But I would still recommend you try to find one that's 144. Uh, and you can get them at reasonable prices, even with inflation the way it is. Like you get a good curved 32 inch monitor for 350, 400 dollars. And it'll be at 2K and it'll be exactly what you, everything you need to do. Tons of controls to alter, you know, blue light and all that shit. So yeah, don't, don't skimp on your monitor. If you're, if you're in the market to build a PC, and this is another big recommendation because a lot of people tell me their, their, their budgets for what they want to build. And I say, well, what do you want your, your gaming PC to play what, or what do you want it to do? And they'll tell me and I'm like, okay, in my head, I'm instantly like, all right, you're in the $1,200 range. $1,300 range. And then they say, but my budget's 700 bucks. I'm like, that's, that's not realistic, man. <laughs> Instead of buying a $700 and building a $700 PC and upgrading it later, just wait. Get the 1300 the $1,200, the $1,100. Uh, don't buy pre-built. Building a PC is very, very easy. Um, Pre-builts, I mean, there are very few companies that make a decent pre-built, but even when you find one that makes a good, solid pre-built, you're always going to pay a premium. Um, you're, and, and, you know, if money's no object, then then have at it. But most people, money is an object. So, yeah, I would uh, be very careful. Um, don't buy pre-built unless you have no other choice. And I know for a while there, people were buying pre-built just to get the GPUs inside, but that's not that's no longer an issue. Scalping is mostly over. For PC parts, but it may, and in fact, I I expect the the GPU and CPU shortage to come back when AM5 is released and the new NVIDIA and AMD GPUs are released because of just the it's the nature of the beast. The scalpers are going to take advantage of it, but I don't think it'll be as bad as it was with uh, the Ryzen 5000 series or the RTX 30 series. I don't think. I don't think it's going to reach near those levels, but it will be back and prices will go up again. Probably not by a lot, but I think they will. Scarcity is going to breed, you know, FOMO and all that shit. And that's just, that's just the nature of the beast. Um, Galantis, if you're still here, I know you haven't seen him for a while. Let me pull a little Raz up. Come here, buddy. Little Raz is still kicking it. He's still, uh, he's still alive. He's still here, huh, buddy? Still the same old monster. Just hiding behind. Say hi, buddy. But, yeah, he's still here. Stinky boy. 
getting into trouble all the time. He's 13 this September, man. Rozzy's going to be 13 this September, and he's still rocking it, dude. He's still as active. I mean, not as active as ever, but he's he hasn't slowed down much. So it's it's a good time. Um, yeah, there he is. But anyway, guys, that's really what I wanted to talk about, and the point I wanted to get across is: if you're looking to build shit, give it time. Wait to see what AMD shows at their showcase. Wait to see what Intel shows. Wait to see what NVIDIA is going to show us. And then watch prices from there if you're going to build a PC. If you're interested in getting help building a PC, if you're new to it or you need recommendations, you can join my Discord and ask me. I'm more than happy to help. PC is, you know, my guilty pleasure. I get a boner over fixing computers and, and helping people with, you know, recommendations and and uh, giving them advice and help with uh, building something. So, yeah. More than happy. If you want to reach out, you can reach out. Uh, a half-decent DAC amp is also very nice. No need to splurge. Uh, 50, 60 bucks will get you all you need. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. So, that's another thing I wanted to mention. If you're going to spend, guys, if you're going to spend $1,000, 2000 $3,000 on a PC, make sure you, you, you search protect the fucking thing. Nothing nothing is more awful to behold than someone who has just their tower plugged straight into the wall, especially as power is getting dirtier because of, like, you know, blue-collar worker shortage. Thanks again, government, for that and all of society as a whole. But anyway, don't want to get into that. Um, keep in mind, so I know this, uh, this stream is a bit shorter, just about, you know, we're about 50 minutes in. Um, I, I just want to keep in mind that I'm, I am going to be playing games on stream again. It's just, you know, when a game comes out that I want to play. Uh, if I end up playing World of Warcraft's Dragonflight, which I am undecided still, but I'm keeping an eye on it, I'll definitely stream that. Um, I'm also going to be, uh, I might stream, uh, there's some a couple of games I've, I've got my eye on. Uh, Breath of the Wild 2 when it comes out. Um, but yeah, I'm open to suggestions there. Uh, but I only want to stream when I have something to talk about. And, and, and something, uh, a good topic to talk about, or if there's a game I'm really into and I just want to share it with you guys. Again, streaming has never, tr I've never tried to make it a job uh, for myself or for, uh, you know, those sorts of things and, or for money. I mean, I, I, I was affiliate and getting money from Twitch and I abandoned Twitch altogether. So it's pretty clear that it's not about the money for me. Uh, but again, if you, if you like my content on YouTube that I'm doing on YouTube, these more podcasty type streams, please hit um, subscribe to the channel. You don't have to become a member. Member is the only way I do get money uh, unless you do like a super chat or a donation, which is completely unnecessary. As long as you're just subbed to my YouTube channel and you know you like and share it, that's all I really care about. Uh, get the word out there. Keep in mind too, all my streams, whether they're mental health related or gaming related, are on Spotify. I am on Spotify as GMW Raziel, so you can check that out. And uh listen to them when you're driving around this one will, they usually go up the day after i stream but they're on youtube instantly so if you want to listen that way you can uh next week's stream is going to be on nostalgia and how you how it's it's great and wonderful but in every aspect of life nostalgia whether it's in games and video games your childhood um any kind of form of nostalgia can become a trap and it's a trap that i have fallen into so it's more a men mental help focused 
stream. And then after that, the week after that, I'm going to do the MMO of my dreams. Um, and I'm really going to write up on that one. So I'm not just, you know, shooting the shit. It's going to be a more organized presentation. Uh, so that my thoughts are more clear, but cause that's something I have thought a lot about. And like I said, and I've told you in streams back when I was on Twitch, I designed my own MMO with some friends back in like 2001, 2002. Uh, so, and I have it all still here. I have it entirely still here in a huge fucking notebook. Very, very, very thick <laughs> with pictures and all kinds of shit that we drew. But yeah, and I've obviously I've I've read it over and I've I've had some change of heart in a few things, but most of it still is yeah is is straight up still the way I think they should be. But guys, thanks so much for the support. Remember again, uh, I really appreciate all the all the support and for if you follow and and share with this with people, if you, anyone who thinks is interested in the things we talk about and in the fact that you know I don't sugarcoat shit. So uh, thanks everybody for coming by. Um, Tangent, do you consider Elden Ring a triple-A game? I didn't see that, Wally Ram. Uh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's a big studio game. So it is, and it's one of the rare ones that's actually really fucking good. But, anyway, everyone have a fantastic weekend. Take care of yourselves, be safe, and I'll see you next week. And as always, my friends, keep it real.